Good evening and hope you had an awesome day. Tonight, I want to share with you the value of a word that I saw today and the Jewish understanding of it. In truth, this idea started percolating in my mind when I was walking home from shul with my son this past Shabbos. And as we passed by two lawns side by side, we noticed that one of them was clean and neatly curated with all the leaves swept up, while the other one was full of leaves scattered all across the lawn. I'm sure you've seen and can picture the stark contrast. And as we started to discuss the difference between them, I shared with Nisana how it made me think of a depiction of two minds or brains, one of them that's calm and clear of distraction and stress, and the other all cluttered and plagued by a mess of different thoughts and pressures. In reality, the actual grass and lawns were identical. The only difference was what was on them. And while my son got it, well, sort of, after all, he is only 13 years old, but he's been living with me long enough to put up with my Mishigas. I think it is something that we can really understand on a greater level the older we get. We are all gifted a brain that has tremendous capability and a soul that has awesome beauty. However, the only problem is is that we often feel so cluttered by the stresses and pressures of life that we can't really focus on and produce what we are truly capable of. But that's normal and natural because things fall, fall into our thoughts and onto our minds. The question really is, do we have a strategy for how to rake it clean so that it can look and function at its optimal level? Now, I thought of that today as I was visiting a very good friend of mine up at his farm. And as I turned into the driveway, I was met by the name they gave their place, which hung right over the driveway, Serenity. A beautiful word. The difference between the cluttered terrain that often plagues our mind, especially in a busy city, and our ability to rake it clear and clean to appreciate the thoughts that we have and the aspirations that we dream of. However, serenity in Jewish life is not the goal of life. In fact, it's actually quite the opposite. Our goal is to step out of our comfort zone, to take on challenge, as our life here, with the limited time that we are blessed with, should be used to make as much of an impact on as many people as possible. Our destination is much deeper than serenity. It's the joy and satisfaction that comes from great achievements. However, In order to know what we should be doing and what our contribution could be or even where we should be headed in life, we need to listen to our inner voice. The only problem is, it is hard to really hear that inner voice if the lawn is covered with clutter. And thus to hear our inner voice, which really often has the answers, we need to create a space of serenity. You know, there's an amazing Midrash, part of our oral teaching, that says that when God spoke at Sinai, every bird stopped chirping, every body of water stood still so there were no sounds of crashing waves. The entire world entered a sound vacuum. Why does the Midrash have to point that out? So the commentaries explain beautifully. Because often in life, if it isn't that we can't hear the voice of God, which is also our innermost voice, it's just that there's simply too much noise, be it actual noise or the noise of what we call life. I remember years ago reading an article by a George Foy about his experience of entering into an anechoic chamber, which is a small room massively insulated with layers of concrete and steel to block out any exterior sources of noise. To give you an idea of how quiet it is, if a soft whisper is measured at 20 decibels, in the anechoic chamber, it's 1 16th of that. It is the Guinness World Records quietest place on earth, 99.9% sound absorbent. Anyway, in the article, Foy goes on to explain that ironically, most people find its perfect quiet to be quite upsetting. As for his experience, he describes how when the heavy door shut behind him for the first few seconds, being in such a quiet place felt like a nirvana, and as he strained his ears, he literally heard nothing. Then after a minute or two, he suddenly became aware of the sound of his breathing 
so he held his breath, and then the thump of his heartbeat became apparent, which he obviously couldn't silence. The feeling of peace was spoiled by a twinge of disappointment because, in a sense, this place wasn't quiet at all. You'd have to be dead for absolute silence. However, at the same time, he describes how his desire for silence changed his life because, as it turned out, making space for moments of quiet, he started to realize gave him the chance to think about what one wants in and out of life. Because after all, no one can really focus on what's important if you're distracted by constant background noise. And in fact, it is only when you can occasionally become master of your own sound environment that you can become a lot more accepting of and in control of life's everyday noises. See, in life, with all that we have, including the noise-canceling headphones we might own, what we all still need to create is a space where we can recharge and recalibrate by accessing our place of serenity, not as our final destination, but as something that allows us to truly know the destination that we should all be striving for in life. And on that note, wishing you all a serene night, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.